Hey, sis. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes. Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood. I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself, so I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom-life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold, and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for Christian moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right, so welcome um, to our returning listeners to today's episode and welcome to our new listeners to today's episode. I'm so happy to have you here. So we have been in a series this month on all things health and fitness. Um, Our first topic was on five ways to eliminate excuses about working out. And then last week I talked about um, how to overcome emotional eating and, you know, how to overcome the overeating, which affects your weight loss goals. So be sure to check those out. Now, today's episode is very vulnerable. I'm a little nervous about it, but I'm going to push through because God said to do it. So here we are. But today I want to talk about those unhealthy habits when it comes to our health and fitness and overall, you know, health as a mom or as a person here on earth, period. You know, we all struggle with some habits that are unhealthy. So today's topic is why I stopped smoking weed. Okay why I stopped smoking weed. So our physical and our mental health are directly affected by our habits, right? And our habits are things that are a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up, right? So that kind of sounds like addiction, even though it's the definition of habits. 
Um, this is also something that is a pattern or routine or tradition that you do over time. So some common habits that we all struggle with um, here in America or just in general is substance abuse, like smoking and drinking, overeating or eating unhealthy foods, promiscuity, so being out and about, you know, having sexual relations with multiple people, um, struggling with relationships and making connections with people. So having a lack of social skills and lack, you know, how to deal with pain and trauma and um, conflict in your relationships. And with all of these, you know, we're just finding different ways to cope with the daily struggles in an unhealthy way. If you've been on earth for any amount of time, you're going to have some type of struggles. You're going to have some type of trauma or run-ins or situations that are hard for you to deal with, but we are dealing with them and coping with these daily struggles in unhealthy ways from the things that I just listed above. So, you know, and that's no different from what I was doing with uh, weed and marijuana in my past. So this is definitely something that I can relate to. Per usual, there is no judgment here at all if these are any of the things that you're dealing with to cope with what you're going through. Now, the gag is that the enemy wants to keep us in a place of deception. And what does it mean to deceive? It means to cause someone to believe something that is not true, typically in order to gain some personal advantage. Some other words related to deceiving are to trick or to con to rip off, to pull a fast one on, or to seduce, right? And John 10 and 10 tells us that the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. So all of this lines up with why he wants to keep us deceived by some of the unhealthy habits that we're using to temporarily cope with the issues and the daily struggles of life. He wants us to feel like you know, substance abuse, when you smoke a blunt or when you take a drink that is helping to solve your problem, or when you emotionally eat that is helping to solve your problem, or you're connecting with multiple people to have sex with that is solving your problem. But all of these strategies are deception and a trick of the enemy to keep us stuck in the cycle over time. So um, some comments that you may find yourself saying um, if you're in a state of deception is that, you know, it's not that bad. You know, I don't have uh, that much of an issue with it. It's not that bad or everybody is doing it. So it can't be wrong. Or I know that these things are harmful or have harmful effects as a result of me doing this, but that's not going to happen to me. Or you can also find yourself saying that you can stop anytime that you want to. Right. So as a result of this um, being deception, Matthew uh, chapter six, verses 22 through 23 goes a little deeper into this. And it says that your eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So the last line of this verse hits really good. If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? This is the ultimate definition of deception. So from those comments, like it's not that bad. You know, I can stop if I want to. Everybody's doing it. In your mind, you know, the way that you're perceiving the situation is like, it's okay. It's very lighthearted. It's not that deep. 
you know, it's not causing anybody any harm. It's not that harmful, but truly it is darkness. So what this verse is saying is that if you feel like you have light inside of you, but it really is darkness, then that darkness is a lot deeper than what you feel like it is. So going into my story here, I'm going to read a comment that I left on a YouTube video that I watched, and then we'll we'll kick off from there. So as a result of listening to this, I threw away my last blunt, the rest of my weed, my ashtrays, and lighter. I knew that smoking weed was wrong, but I justified it because I read my word and have a platform where I share the gospel. I always felt like weed didn't have a hold on me because I did it in moderation and felt like I still had my relationship with God. I was deceived. I simply didn't want to stop because I enjoyed it. God brought back to my memory a time when I saw a demon after smoking weed. I was about 15 years old. That just further confirmed that I need to stop today. Please be in prayer that the Holy Spirit helps me be fully delivered from this stronghold. Thank you for doing this series. I really needed this. So this is a comment that I left on a YouTube video called The Activity of Demonic Spirits. And it's by, um, she's a pastor named Stephanie E.K. O'Coffer. I think that's how you pronounce it. But she is connected with um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, who is, um, what's his name? The famous pastor. Oh, I can't think of his name. Y'all know Sarah Jakes. Uh, T.D. Jakes, yes. T.D. Jakes' daughter. So she's connected with um, their ministry, and her name is Stephanie E.K. And when I left this comment, y'all, I didn't think anybody would read it or pay attention to it. But um, over time, I've been getting notifications on it. And this comment has like over 1,000 uh, likes on it and 90 comments of people, you know, sharing their tes- sharing their testimony with me about how they can relate um, to what I said. Um, people leaving prayers that, you know, I will be able to be broken from this addiction of marijuana and people who were encouraged by my testimony and wanted to try and stop smoking themselves. So you know, as a result of this comment, I was like, okay, maybe this is a topic I need to address um, on my platform. You know, I know people smoke weed. I know it's a common thing, but I didn't know that this many people felt this way or felt like, you know, they wanted to stop, but they couldn't or felt like, you know, it wasn't that bad and didn't realize how they were being deceived by the enemy as a result of doing this. So like I said, I was nervous (laughs) about doing this topic um, on my platform Um, Just being afraid of, you know, what people would think about me. But I realized that, you know, everybody is dealing with something, whether it's addiction or substance abuse or whatever type of issue, everybody is dealing with something. So there's no room to judge (laughs) me for whatever I'm, you know, struggling with or what I have overcome. Right. And I understand that there is freedom and power in sharing our testimonies. So this is why I'm here on the platform and talking about this. So if you feel yourself wanting to judge me, go ahead, sis. Go ahead, bro. It's up to you. You know, I understand the purpose of why I'm sharing this. So I started um, the first time that I ever smoked weed. I was 15 years old and I was at a friend's family member's house. Right. The first time I did it, I was not (laughs) around my family. I was not, you know, um, introduced to it by a family member. It was by a friend's family member whose house that we were at. And the first time that I did it, it was like this outer body experience. Like I just felt like I was 
floating over my body, watching myself uh, smoke. And I will have to say that I enjoyed the experience the first time. I liked the way that I felt and I wanted to do it again. Um, I didn't necessarily know how to roll a blunt on my own. So anytime that I smoked at that time, it was with friends, right? So for me, it was something fun to do. I felt myself, you know, laughing a lot. And I feel like I'm pretty much on joke mode naturally when I'm with my friends. But it just seemed like this kind of enhanced those moments even more. Like those belly (laughs) clenching laughs that you have. Everything is just funny. Everything is heightened. Um, I saw it as, you know, just a good time with my friends. We ate really good afterwards. As you know, one of the effects is munchies. So I enjoy, you know, enjoying good food, good meals afterwards and having good long naps. Now, one uh, particular situation, I was visiting uh, my dad in D.C. for the summer. Him and my mom had divorced. So during my teenage years, I would go um, to D.C. and visit him. Um, But this one particular time, this was one of the first times that I had ever smoked by myself. Um, So I reached out to a friend and they connected me with somebody that had um, some weed for me to get. Now, I didn't know who this person was um, when they gave it to me. I I had no clue who this person was, but my friend did. So when I got it, I figured out how to roll it by myself. It was messy, but it was enough for me to, to pull from. So I realized, you know, after I was smoking it, that I started to feel weird and unusual. It wasn't like a high. It was just like, I don't know, real jittery and weird. So I decided to record myself while I was smoking. And this time, this isn't when uh, we had cell phones to record everything. I remember I had my digital camera. So I decided to record myself as I was smoking. And y'all, the craziest, craziest thing happened. So I recorded myself, and when I played the video back, I noticed like this demon-shaped figure in the video, and it made me so scared. Like (laughs) I was hyperventilating. I felt like I had a panic attack. I was nervous. I was just really scared when I saw it, but I was in my mind enough to know like I can't call my dad and tell him, hey, I'm in here tripping (laughs) off of some weed, right? So I just remember um, saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over and over again and praying like, please come save me. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm scared. This, that, and the third. And I remember it kind of, you know, settling after that. So whenever I watched that YouTube video that I told you all about on um, demonic spirits, it triggered that memory in me about that experience I had years ago um, when I had smoked weed. So also just a little side note here, you know, as a result of me seeing that and experiencing that, that let me know that like God is real. He is real. There are definitely, you know, demonic influences here on earth that have an agenda to destroy us, you know, which I read in John 10 and 10, but that also confirmed like that there's a God here on earth, that there are angels here on earth that are in the spiritual realms as well, that are fighting for us and helping us as well here on this earth and to walk this life and to protect us. So that just kind of, you know, heightened my relationship with God or made me realize like, okay, this stuff is real. It's not fake. It's not just a hoax. Like this is real from that experience. So needless to say, like I said, that experience happened when I was about 15 I still continue to smoke on and off after that experience. So my on and off patterns, like I would um, 
stopped smoking anytime that I was pregnant. So for those of you who don't know, you know, I'm a teen mom. So I got pregnant at 16, which you have to think this is right around when I started. But I stopped whenever I found out I was pregnant. Um, I stopped with my daughter and my third son as well. So I did not smoke during my pregnancies. And I also stopped smoking whenever I um, got a job with the school system and that they did random drug tests if you drove um, heavy machinery or the bus. So I was able to stop then. So since I was able to stop for these things, I felt like, you know, we didn't have a hold on me. Like I could stop whenever I wanted to. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I wasn't that person that felt like I had to smoke to go to work. I mean, granted, I work with children, so I'm, that's not something I would show up high to do. Um, and I never felt comfortable, you know, being out and about while I was high. So I wasn't one to, you know, smoke and go drive out and about or run my errands or do my day. I was more so of one who, you know, smoked in the comfort of my home just to chill, relax and unwind. Now, in 2018 is when I had a pivotal moment and I started getting serious about my relationship with God. But in the midst of this, I would still smoke in the midst of all of this. So while I was reading my Bible, while I worked, while I watched sermons on YouTube and even during prayer, I would still smoke during these times. So I kind of had a, you know, come as you are approach with my relationship with God at this time. I truly didn't see anything wrong with what I was doing. And I realized that, you know, I was still seeking God despite me smoking weed. And I didn't feel convicted about smoking at that time. Now, conviction is the way that the Holy Spirit tugs at your heart um, of someone and urges confession, repentance, and rightful redirection. So I didn't feel that at that time. And I honestly believe, you know, because of that, that God meets us wherever we are. He doesn't expect us to change everything about ourselves overnight. Okay. So I'm not, you know, sharing this and telling my testimony to anyone who smokes weed to tell them, oh, you need to stop right now just because you're listening to this. You should listen to the Holy Spirit and his conviction of your heart. If you're not ready to stop, then God will not condemn you for that. He is loving and patient and, and meets you where you are. I truly believe that. So over time, as I you know, built my relationship with God and got closer with him, um, I felt and my matured, excuse me, and my faith matured more. I started to feel that tug on my heart and I started to feel that conviction. So I would hear a still small voice say, you know, we need to stop smoking this is killing your health and that your platform will not grow if you continue to engage in smoking. Some physical effects that I noticed is that I started having um, shortness of breath. I started to feel like my chest was tightening. Um, I experienced dehydration. And the reason that I know this is because there were times that I would work out and I wouldn't sweat at all or like it would be a minor sweat. And I mean, like I'm giving it my all 30, 45 minute workout and my shirt, my clothes are barely wet. So I realized like, okay, I must be experiencing dehydration as a result of this. Um, I realized that I started uh, having difficulties with sleeping unless I smoked. And this is something I didn't realize too, that um, weed stops your REM sleep, which is where we dream. So I stopped, you know, having dreams at night, which this mattered to me because dreams is a way that God can speak to us. So I realized that as a result of smoking, I wasn't dreaming anymore. And this was, you know, me cutting out a way that God could be speaking to me or communicating with me. 
Um, and I also started having like really, really dry eyes as well. So those were some of the physical effects that I noticed. Also, I was one that um, I did not smoke in front of my children. I would, you know, go in the bathroom or step outside. But ultimately, I feel like they knew what I was doing. And I was convicted with um, the knowledge that, you know, I'm teaching my children how to hide their sin, right? How to step away or pretend like nothing's going on. I, I was teaching them that from my actions of stepping away and going in the bathroom even though I knew they knew what I was doing, I didn't do it directly in front of them. Um, also, I had to had the conviction that if this is something that I can't do in front of my children, then I probably shouldn't be doing it at all, right? Um, and I found myself smoking to deal with the daily task of motherhood after work. So, you know, after getting off of work, you got to go to the grocery store, get food, help with homework, baths, and all of that. And I just found myself really like overwhelmed when it came to those tests, but I felt like if I smoked first before I did that, that it would help me out. And this kind of um, confirmed what I was feeling. I watched this documentary on Netflix called Take Your Pills um, Xanax. And Xanax is like a anxiety pill or um, something to help like calm your nerves if you have anxiety. But one key point is that they said a lot of um, housewives <laughs> or moms took this medicine to deal with the everyday hassles of, of motherhood and being a stay-at-home mom. So I made that connection to myself, like, well, that's pretty much what I'm doing, you know, when I smoke weed, like self-medicating or trying to regulate to take on the daily tasks that are coming up because I just feel overwhelmed with everything that's going on. So um, also another thing that helped me is that I researched what the Bible had to say about smoking weed. So there's this website. Um, called gotquestions.com. And you pretty much can ask any question that you're thinking of um, in regards to the Bible and it will answer it. It has like little short articles that you can read. Um, and I'll leave the link to this in the show notes. So one of the questions I research is what does the Bible have to say about recreational use of marijuana? And then it says here, a recent study by the Journal of Neuroscience demonstrates that even casual marijuana use changes the brain and can lead to mental illness. Marijuana deadens the brain, resulting in laziness and an inability to concentrate or think clearly. The pain relief many receive from marijuana is a result of this brain deadening effect. So very similar to using tobacco and abusing alcohol, the recreational use of marijuana should be avoided due to the adverse effect on health. So this is definitely something that I experienced. Um, I started recording podcasts in like 2020 where I would do my lives and um, I did them in the evening, but I found myself like struggling throughout the day to try to hold off before I smoked so that I could do my podcast because I knew that if I tried to get on here high, I was not going to be able to focus, um, <laughs> that I wouldn't be able to speak clearly or think clearly. And if I did, you know, smoke before I had to do anything podcast related, I would find myself, you know, feeling lazy or just really hard to concentrate and put my thoughts together. Like all I wanted to do was just sit and chill and watch TV or take a nap or eat something. So I did realize that those effects were happening to me. Also on this website, it said the second reason to avoid recreational marijuana use is the fact that marijuana is addictive. 
So the Bible commands us not to allow our bodies to be mastered by anything. And 1 Corinthians 6 and 12 confirms this. Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get away with, I'd be a slave to my whims. So that master slave, that language right there is pretty much what it's saying can happen to you. Um, when it comes to addiction, you become a slave to whatever that substance is. And I love at the beginning, just because something is technically legal, as we see here in America, marijuana is being legalized in plenty of states. Right. So in your mind, that can translate as it's OK, you know, is legal. But so are cigarettes. They are legal. So is alcohol. That is legal. Right. Um, even though these things are legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate or that it's appropriate for our health for abuse or use for long periods of time, right? Just because something is legal doesn't mean that it's it's right or it's good. And if we've been in America for any amount of time, then you know <laughs> that they do not care about our overall health. To them, everything is about a dollar. So I feel like the fact that weed is being legalized now is because they see a financial benefit to it. They don't care anything about your health or how it affects you. Now, even deeper than this, if you've studied the Bible, any, you know that, you know, there's been a lot of translations for the Bible, but the Greek or the Hebrew is kind of like the, um, the original language that the Bible was written in. So there's a Greek word, y'all, called pharmakia, and it's typically translated into English as sorcery, witchcraft, or sorcerer. The ancient Greek use of pharmakia closely mirrors the generic modern English word for drugs, right? So in Greek, the, the word pharmakia is another word used for drugs. And the same Greek root word produced in English terms such as pharmacy or pharmacist, right? Which is where we get our medicine drugs from, but ultimately it's drugs. So... Going deeper into that, Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 20 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, their results are very clear. Sexual immortality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, there's that word, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And that kind of um, list sounds very similar to um, what I shared at the beginning about certain habits that we engage in, right, to cope with the daily struggles of life and our stressors. But I want to point out the word here listed, sorcery, okay? So in modern English, excuse me, in modern English, separate terms distinguish medicines, right? We have different words for medicines, for uh, medicine, chemicals, and for illicit drugs. We have different names for them. So as used in most contexts, a pharmacist and a drug dealer both distribute chemicals, but of different kinds and are drastic and for drastically different reasons, right? So because the English vernacular uses, um, you know, different words and phrases like selling drugs means something illicit, versus taking medicine or prescription drugs doesn't mean anything illegal. In the ancient Greek times, that word pharmakia refers to both. So it refers to illegal drugs like a drug dealer and it refused to take in medicines, right? So um, 
Let me find my place. Ancient Greeks used the words like pharmakia to refer to that entire spectrum from medicines and psychoactives to poisons, y'all, even poisons. They use the word pharmakia. So this makes cultural and biblical context crucial when interpreting terms related to pharmakia. A biblical sorcerer, that's the word sorcery, could be thought of as equivalent of a modern day drug dealer or as the type of person who slips chemicals into a woman's drink to take advantage of her. Biblical sorcery seems to be about abusing drugs for idolatry, recreation, and or oppression of others. So, you know, reading this was kind of an eye opener for me because I never knew about the word pharmakia. Um, as I've shared, you know, it's translated into sorcery. But just hearing the breakdown and the backdrop of how it's closely related to, okay, but just hearing the breakdown and the backdrop backdrop of how it's closely related to a pharmacist or a drug dealer, that's what we're seeing today here in 2023. And it's nothing that they weren't, you know, experiencing in biblical terms. So as of today, I am two months clean <laughs> as of today. So fairly new. Um, I still have thoughts about smoking, but, you know, I don't want to disappoint God. I feel like, like I shared before, my maturity and my faith and my relationship with him. I don't want to do something that he clearly is telling me not to do or that I've learned all these harmful effects from and I'm still engaging in. And again, don't feel like you have to stop as a result of listening to this. I'm just sharing my story and my experience. Um, if you're just tuning in, you know, I shared how before I stopped, I would roll a blunt to read my Bible, roll a blunt to watch a sermon on YouTube or to pray like I was still engaging in it, but I was still seeking God. So, like I said, I've just matured in my relationship where I care about what he thinks and I care about obeying him. You know, I've matured to where I understand the power of obedience I feel like I have been tested, you know, time and time again, and I don't like <laughs> the results that happen when I'm not obedient. <clears throat> so that really matters to me. Also, I care about my health and the long-term effects that we can have on me. Um, think about like on the back of cigarettes or alcohol, how it says, you know, warning, this can cause heart disease, lung disease, things like that. And we still engage in it feeling like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Or a, a lot of people have the conception that, you know, weed is not harmful or that it doesn't have physical effects on you. But I've shared, you know, the physical ex effects that I've experienced and I don't want it to get any worse over time as a result of me, you know, continuing to engage with it. Right. Um, also, I don't want to give the devil a doorway to take advantage of my mind. So I'll leave the link to the um, YouTube video of the demonic spirits. Um, by Stephanie E.K. Um, and she really goes into deep detail about how, you know, engaging in substance abuse, sex outside of marriage, things like that is a gateway for um, the devil to, you know, get to our minds and influence us and, and make us slaves and become masters over us and get us into that hold of addiction where now it is hard for you to let it go. Now you are depending on it. Now you are having to use this day by day, it starts off with a little bit at a time and you feel like you can run away from it and get away from it. But over time, you find yourself needing it or depending on it more. Right. So I don't want to give the devil that doorway to take advantage of me. And also, I don't want to pass this unhealthy habit or addiction to my children. 
I noticed that my mom smoked cigarettes, my sister smoked cigarettes, my grandmother, and not just like here and there. I mean, chain smokers. I mean, a pack a day (laughs) smokers, right? Uh, Going in the bathroom the way I used to do and smoking to regroup or to gain peace or whatever. I don't want that to be the case for my children. I don't want them to depend on a substance for peace um, to calm down or to self-regulate. I don't want to pass on that addiction to them. I want it to stop with me. And I also don't want to depend on a substance for peace, stability, and joy. I want to depend on Jesus instead. So anything that we are connecting to for peace, then we are putting that as a, a in the place of Jesus or as a idol in the place of Jesus. Like, oh, Jesus isn't enough, so I need this for peace. Jesus is Jesus isn't enough, so I need to connect with this for peace and for stability and to handle, excuse me, the everyday struggles that I face. So that is my testimony. I'm done. I made it through. I survived it. I pray that this is um, helpful to you all. I'll have all the resources to um, the gotquestions.com articles, as well as the YouTube video that I watched that kind of transformed everything for me. Um, and I pray that it helps you. And just a quick reflection, straight to the point. What are some unhealthy habits that you need to address? What are some unhealthy things that you need to let go of, um, that you need to address? You know, how will they affect your family in the long run? How will it affect your health in the long run? Like really step back and take take a deep dive, figure out the history. Why, why are you engaging in this, right? And what are some things that you can do to stop? All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. If you are not, please follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. Those links will be in the show notes. I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community where I share weekly blog posts and resources that I don't share on social media. And be sure to subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast and my YouTube channel where you can stay connected for all the updated episodes because I take my lives down um, after I record them. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, be sure to rate, leave a review, share this out with somebody that it can help and bless. And I pray that you all have a great rest of your day and I will see you all next week. Bye.